I'm the type of person who I'm very welcoming to everyone. Like, I don't care who you are, what you are. Like, if you are around, I'm going to show you love because that's just who I am and what I do. But there are friends who are jealous friends or who don't want you to hang out with other friends. Like, well, what you're not going to do is hang out with so-and-so because you're my friend and da-da-da-da. I don't like that. That's control. Mm. My mama don't even tell me who to be friends or not friends with. My mama would tell me, be careful with that person. But she's not going to tell me, don't be that person's friend. If my mama can't tell me who to be friends with, what makes you think I can't be friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, driving on sunny days, we can skate. I got a place for you. This home that you put effort in, you told me it was made for two. The chances I would take for you to show you we're unbreakable. Every time we bonding. And when I'm in trouble, you get me out just like a bondsman and kiss me in my sleep. When you feel them tears on my shoulder, you may weep. Even if it takes you weeks, I'll provide you what you need, for better or worse. At times we have broken up, but still made it work. For what it's worth, half of your burdens, I'm going help you hold that. It's relational, so I know that the soul matters. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of... It's Relational. And on this episode, we have a lovely special guest at hand, right? A very special guest. Well, we cannot wait to talk about her because she is the talk of town for... You know what they call it? The DMV. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into our special guest that we can't wait to speak to, uh, we just wanted to do a quick, you know, shout out to a couple of podcasts that we're running with. Um, So really quick, uh, Blurred by Nature, Run, Thrive, Survive, and just a quick YouTube mention to Jovan Bryson and big homie Scott Bernhard. And um, I think now let's get into the main content. My name is Kimar. My name is Deani. And who are we talking to today? Just 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 give us a name of who we talking to. We are talking to Alex. Alex. Yes. Gonga. Gonga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't just say Alex Gonga. You have to say Alex. Pause. Gonga. You know what I mean? You gotta <laughs> emphasize it. It's an impact. It's you know what I mean? Impact. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about our special guest at hand. So Alex is also referred on her social media handle at Olexi. So we'll drop that in the description of the video so you can also see that. And she's the host and actually co-creator of what you want to call it podcast. And also Time to Cuff Tour produced by TV Nation. So big up and shout out there. So Alex is, is a base, DC-based multimedia personality and an IT professional. And she just enjoys bringing people together. And we can already feel it and see it from from afar um she curates community events you know focused on relationship whether it's dating love friendships or even professional you know she just knows how to set the vibe right she knows how to set the vibe so you know check her out check her out and then lastly in addition to creating vibes and creating content she also resonates with careers in tech women empowerment big one women empowerment and lastly fitness and wellness another big one so Alex is a, is she's a big deal. Yes, yeah, she is a very big deal, and it's actually it's it's Nation TV. Nation TV for the time the cuff tour. Nation Ooh, TV. Yeah, we gotta okay. get it right. Gotta get it right. See, this is why you always have you know a a, a successful lady next to you to fix my mistakes because I'll be messing up. So thank you, thank you. Apologies, yeah. apologies, Alex. No worries. <laughs> but without any further ado, let's bring her up. Let let's hear from her. Welcome, Alex. Welcome, welcome. Um, thank you for your time. Again, those who don't know, she is the hot stuff in the DMV area, right? So 
You know what I mean? And if y'all don't know what DMV stands for, I got you. I got you. Because I learned recently, so I'm going to put everybody on. DMV. D stands for, which doesn't make sense, but we'll leave it. Washington, D.C. M is for Maryland, and V is Virginia. Yes. Not West Virginia, just Virginia. Yeah. Emphasizing that. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the topic we're talking about today with Alex? Because she has a lot that she can discuss with us. What are we talking about with her today? So today we'll be talking about toxic relationships. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. How to spot them. Do you know if you're in one, you know, and getting out. <laughs> Find your freedom. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. This is a hefty one. It's a hefty one here. So I know we have a couple of things that we want to throw at you, Alex, and just hear your perspective. So. Yeah. So Alex, lead us, lead us to the way. I will say, sadly, I've been in a few toxic situations. And unfortunately, I mean, fortunately to say, I mean, I'm out of them. But sometimes you don't realize when you're in a toxic relationship until things hit the fan and you're like, Mm -hmm. whoa. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to, you know, look over red flags or skip over red flags until it gets to the point where it's not bearable anymore and you take a step back and you're like, whoa. So, mm-hmm. and there's many things that can um, be going good while there's bad, if that makes sense. So, yes, right. yes, yes. Yeah. And that's what causes a lot of us and I, myself included to stay in toxic relationships because you harp on to potential, you harp on to the good things that are going well, but if it's not feeding you physically, spiritually, or mentally, you have to recognize when it's toxic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I want to just highlight the fact that, you know, sometimes, a lot of times people don't realize the fact that they're in a toxic relationship because they're always thinking of, one, the potential, it can get better. And also, they're thinking about the good in the person that they've done for them. Like, oh, yeah, they, they may gaslight me, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they're always feeding me. Like, mm-hmm. yes, in theory, they're, they're taking care of you, but mentally they're breaking you down. So I just wanted to highlight that because that's a big one because it's, it's almost like the tox- the toxicity is masquerading. But no, it's really, truly in your face. Yeah, um, it's true. Wow. Or, you know, the, in the relationship, the partner is blatantly disrespectful, but they bring, they bring you flowers or they buy you something nice. <laughs> and you're like, you know, it's OK that you totally disrespected me in front of like my own family and but it's all right but this this little pretty nice ring is pretty so i'll take that you know like mm-hmm. it's like no don't let someone blame and disrespect you like that Talk and then all they can do is just give you a little gift and you're like you run along like a little puppy like no <laughs> a little puppy yeah i don't know why it's a really sad aspect to that though um a lot of people harp on the number of years of being together well i've been with him for 10 years or i've been with her for 10 years and he was my first this or my first that and you know i don't want to start all over again so i'll just dwell on the good and just kind of sweep the bad underneath the rug but is it really good if you're looking into like the damage that it's doing to you um and also people build a codependency on each other it's like okay, if I leave him, I have to start all over. He pays my rent. He takes care of my children. He does this. He does that. If I leave him, what am I going to have? I'm nothing without him and vice versa. Because we can't just say it's women who think like that. Some men build a codependency on women to the point where 
even if it's going bad, they can't fathom not being in that relationship or starting all over again. So it's unfortunate when you build a codependency around toxicity because it's really hard to walk away. Right, yeah, it's right. true. Mm-hmm. And not just um, romantic relationships. Sometimes friendships too can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. They're like, but, you know, they had my back when I was down at this point in my life, but I was 10 years ago. <laughs> You're an adult now, you know? Mm-hmm. Are they really having your back at this point when like, they purposely, you know, putting you down, like you have goals and dreams. They're like, no, girl, or got, you know, dude, like, that's not, that's not you. You're not gonna, it's not something you should do. Like, it's not gonna be good for you. And it's like, how do you know unless I actually do it myself, right? Mm-hmm. You have those kind of relationships too, but like your friends that will put you down and make you feel less than. Right. Well, they're leveling up. They're putting you down so they can feel better about themselves. Right, mm-hmm. right. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Well, well. To, to 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 add to that, I think we had some um some points that we we jotted down in terms of like how to identify it and maybe avoid some of the toxicity and just you know hopefully running away from it. Um, so starting with the first you know one that we wrote down was you know to identify it is lack of support, right? What does it mean? It's ambiguous, but it's so spe- specific, right? Let's say, you know, at work, you know, for instance, somebody got a promotion, you got a promotion per se, and you come home and you tell your significant other and like, oh, yes, they promoted me from, you know, junior executive to senior executive. Like, and then the partner's kind of like, yeah, all right. Okay, cool. Congrats. Like the lack of energy there is already showing you that they're not supporting you with that because Mm -hmm. I promise you, I don't, somebody on the street can get promoted to whatever role. If they're out in the street and they say, oh, I got promoted to this and that, I'm going to tell them, congratulations, like it's yeah. somebody that I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. right. But it's if you have somebody who... Oh, go ahead. I don't want to control. No, no, no. no go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Yeah. We got to hear from you first. No, the scariest thing about something like that is that there are family members and friends and people in your life in your corner who don't like to see you excel. And it's a level of envy or even jealousy because they want what you have and you've achieved it. Or, I mean, it could be a number of things, but sometimes it's not even from a stranger. It's from people that are close to you. People that are in your corner see you do well and they're like, well, what about me? You know? So that's super, super scary in the sense that you never want to think that maybe your friend or your family member doesn't support you or doesn't love you or is not happy for you in your time of growth. But it's a reality that you have to, you have, to, it's a bullet we all have to, to, to swallow, you know, mm. everybody yeah. doesn't have your best interests of heart. So, and I'm the total yeah. opposite in the sense that it doesn't matter who you are, especially if you are black. I love to see black people excel. So if you are killing it and you're doing well, there's nothing more for, okay, so I'm big on my faith. I love God. I don't put anything before God. So my thing is that if my friends are doing well, we're doing well. That means if the Lord is in the neighborhood blessing, I might be next. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 clapping a round of applause until it's my turn. I never want what nobody has. I want what God has for me. And God's going to give me what's for me because what's for me is for me. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. That was a lot. No, yeah. but, uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. That, that was definitely <laughs> what you need to know, like, when it comes to those things, because it's sad that your own family can, like, not be cheering for you. Mm-hmm. 
they see you just got a nice car, a nice house, your marriage is successful, and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, you know, <laughs> no, whatever. I, yeah, like they treat you like, <laughs> like some kind of stranger that and or somebody that they they hate just because right. they see you leveling up. That's not good. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's you gotta notice these things in all the relationships that you have. Right, right. When someone is not, you're the one giving them support, but when it comes to you, they're nowhere to be found when it comes to support. Not even a little congratulations. I don't need you to like buy me a gift because I did great, but at least say congrats. You know, mm-hmm. I am proud of you. That's it. Yeah. That's all someone wants yeah. to hear, like from those people that they love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and some other aspects as well is like when it comes to communication, it's always toxic. It's always, you know, they know better than what you're saying or their way, the right way. What you're saying don't make sense. You're stupid. You're dumb. You know, verbally abusive, um, being verbally abusive in that aspect when it comes to communication. And right. when you have to bring a point to them that that bothers you, like you're trying to address the situation and they're like, you have to be walking on eggshells around them. Right. Like, you know, well. Maybe you shouldn't do that because it, you know it hurts my feelings, and you're you can't even put a little bass in your voice to show how strong you feel about that issue. You gotta speak a little softer and be a you know beat around the bush in a way having that conversation mm-hmm. with that person. Right, right. Because they made you feel inferior in your own relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Very true. Very true. When I tell you, um, I can delay on last. I can relate on yeah. all aspects. Because my first yeah. thing, any one, the first initial thing is respect. I'm giving out respect, first thing. Whether you give it back mm-hmm. or not, my first initial thing is to show respect and give respect. So when it comes back around and it's not reciprocated, I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> I don't walk around just disrespecting. <laughs> so right. Right. communication communication is a big one. And everyone doesn't have great communication skills, unfortunately. So, and it takes a really big person to be able to see that and continue to have effective and productive communication. Because not even just in a romantic relationship, but maybe a work relationship, a friendship. Yeah. How I talk to my friends is not the same way I would talk to a stranger. Either way, it's all respect. But right. there's a right. level of respect that you have to use when speaking to your friend, whether you agree, disagree, you're upset or not upset. I wouldn't go calling my friends a B word or calling them out of their name if I'm upset with them. I don't care how upset I am with my friend. I'm talking to my friend with most respect, like, hey, you know, you really pissed me off. I'm going to need some time to cool off so we can approach this. I don't want to deal with talking to you now because I don't have the right words to say. And once you say things, you can't take it back. So give me a moment and we could talk about it. But right now I have to decompress. There's ways to talk Mm. to people. And effective communication is really important. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's like a pillar of life that you have to carry with you. And some people, they still lack communication, proper communication. <laughs> they don't know how to tell somebody you did wrong without making the person feel like they're like the worst person in the world. It's like mm-hmm. there's a way to address it, you know? Yeah. And also, too, like I personally have had like a few toxic relationships, you know, I actually had a toxic work environment, you know, and that work environment is just so stressful, you know? And then also the, I'm not saying like the, my coworkers at the time, they needed to make me feel like um, a friend of theirs. They didn't, 
you know, but I didn't want that. I wanted to just to feel welcome in the group of the other coworkers since we're a team here, but I didn't feel welcome, you know, as the new person. I just felt like an outsider, like every day. (laughs) So I literally had to go to another side, another department of the office. And those people I felt more comfortable with, you know, I felt like I was able to be myself around that. So, so you want to add that company real quick? No, 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 (laughs) no. So when they, (laughs) funny enough, funny enough, when they fired me, they fired me because I was blamed for something that wasn't even actually my fault, which was so ridiculous, you know? So I said, whatever, like, that was a, a, a fire in it I actually didn't care about. I was like, yes, at least now I'm free. Wow. Right? Because I was like, okay, I didn't want to quit because I needed the money. But right. you fired me for something I didn't do and I showed you reasons, gave you evidence, and you still say I'm wrong. All right, fine. So I took some of the work supplies. <laughs> it was on my way out. <laughs> All right, so don't at the company then. Don't at the company. Don't at the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's forget you. I'm going to take some work supplies. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel oh, sad. Wait. Yeah. We still have the stuff. Yeah, I do. I still got the work supplies. <laughs> that is my oh, my Yeah, because I took that much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because I took that much. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, I feel that. I feel that. It's better than destroying the place and wrecking actual property, but. You know, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> and I've and I've also I've also had like um a romantic relationship that where like because I feel like why I even stayed in that relationship because my I was still working on my self esteem and like knowing my self worth and my self confidence was very low. I was pretending that it was high, but it was very low. It was really very low. So when he did things like blatantly being disrespectful or like I would see like a hickey on his neck and I'm there like, and he covers it up with makeup and I'm there like, okay, it's all right. Like, I'm like, why was I even in that situation? Yeah. This was before Kamar. So. Oh, whew. disclaimer. Yes. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't Kamar. Yeah. That was before <laughs> That was someone else that I was meeting. Um, another culture as well. So he wasn't black. But anyways, um, yeah, so that was yeah, very low part of my life. So yeah. So those that's what I realized too. When you have a low self-image and um a low self-confidence in yourself and you don't know your self-worth, you end up in situations like that, like being in like those kind of toxic relationships where it wasn't even started out like I'll say as great. It was just okay. You know what I mean? But you just went along with the ride because someone feels like you you look great. So it's like, okay, since you're attracted to me, I'm a little attracted to you. I guess we'll see where it goes. Hmm. Yeah. Instead of accepting something more much greater. Right. Right. This makes me also to the to the um to the point that dating should be intentional and if you don't feel like you're in your right space, you shouldn't date. <laughs> like because yeah. if you're still on who you are and where you are in life, that's not a good time because when you don't know who you are and what you stand for, it's easy to walk into 
be very vulnerable and walk into a toxic situation, a toxic relationship. And let's be real. I've been there. A lot of people have been there. There's times in my 20s where I was trying to find myself. I was trying to build my career. I was trying to figure out how to make money. I was trying to figure out how to buy my own house. I was trying to do all these things that my peers were doing. I was trying to keep up with my peers and and go floss at the club and get sections and throw money and bottles in the air. But I didn't have that. But I was a pretty girl. So like whoever would give me attention, I'd lean in their direction because maybe they had the money and they had the, the things that, you know, I wanted, but I couldn't get for myself. So I say all that to say, you have to really work on yourself before you can work on being in a relationship and, and growing and developing relationships. So that was a little bit off topic, but it, it was, yeah, that was, was spot on. Yeah, definitely spot on. Cause that was, that was the thing too. It was like, oh, you find me pretty. Okay. I guess I'm pretty then let's hang mm-hmm. out. You know, it was like that. Like, so it's good at what you were saying about growing yourself, working on yourself, you know, so that you can be a better person in that relationship. So you don't attract those kind of relationships that will actually just bring you down instead of like elevating you. Right. You know, the whole point of relationship is a team atmosphere. Like I'm supposed to go a hundred points and so should you, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be carrying you and I don't expect <laughs> you to be carrying me. Right. <laughs> but huh? It's a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Together. It's teamwork. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, the whole, the whole phase of um, needing somebody to tell you you're pretty or leaning that direction is unfortunately, you know, a phase where a lot of people go through where they seek that validation from others because they don't see it from within. Um, So I'm always very proud of people who eventually got rid of, I need to hear it from others. I don't need you to tell me. It's nice if you tell me, but I know at the end of the day, when I go home and I look at the mirror, I know I look good. So yeah. it's great to hear when it comes from within versus seeking it from other parties. Yeah. So I think that's a message for young audience out there, you know, young men and young women to like focus on working on yourself, you know, build up your self-esteem, your self-confidence, know that you're amazing, know that you are beautiful, know that you're handsome and that, yeah, someone can tell you that, but it's like, okay, that's just a plus one, but I'm already at the hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that I wish I had known um, younger as growing up. But now I know now. I'm still young. So, right. hey. Well, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, I have a question for you, really. I'm um, leaning into the same thing. You know, I know people always hear the notion of working on yourself, being better. You know, you know, it's always just said working on yourself. But sometimes it's not really described as how do I work on myself, right? So, you know, Alice, from your own perspective, you got to a point where you no longer sought to hear from somebody saying, oh, you know, you're a pretty girl and lean toward that direction. How did you overcome that validation needed from everybody else and, you know, getting it from within? How did you go about that? So, as I mentioned previously, I'm very, very big on faith. And it's not just Mm -hmm. God told me I was pretty, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to work that. Like I had to know what I had to offer and what, you know, I, I, I know I'm a, I have a big heart. I'm a lover girl. I can't give that energy to everyone. Like you can be taken advantage of, you can be, you know, I have a big heart. I lean on faith and I work hard for everything I have. I have a good job. I have business ventures that are excelling and doing well. So I had to sit back and think like, you know, you're doing very well. You have, you also have to understand 
when when you're dating and looking to be in a relationship or looking to have a partner, they have to share the same values as you. It's not all the same, you know, I don't want a person who's going to be exactly like me because I can understand like there's rooms for improvement in my life and there's things that my partner can teach me, but I want what we have as far as morals to align. Like if I'm dating and I believe in Christ and I believe that I'm going to church every Sunday and if we are to get married and have kids, we're going together as a family to church every Sunday. I need to look for that and and be intentional in my dating. If I'm seeing a guy and he doesn't want to go to church, he's not interested in church and church is just not for him. I date for intention. So if I'm dating, eventually I want to get married. I don't ever want my child to ask me, well, why doesn't daddy ever come to church? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I had to right. look at the things that are important to me and make sure that I am aligned with whoever I'm dating because I want to be equally yoked. And when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about being equally yoked. I was looking for whoever was satisfying whatever need I had at that time. So as I grew up and became confident in who I was and what I stand for, it helps me to narrow down the type of people or the type of person I'm dating because I know what I stand for and I'm looking for someone who shares similar views. Right. So Yeah. Right. A lot of prayer, a lot of girl focus on your goals, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of disappointment because everything that glitters ain't gold, you got to work hard for this stuff. I prayed and I worked hard. Um, so yeah, that was my game plan. Okay. Okay. That's good. And I'm sure many people can resonate to that. Some, you know, can relate a little bit, some can relate a lot, but it's just always taking aspects of, you know, somebody's experiences and seeing how you can use it to improve your own experience. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And another thing too, is focusing on those self-care aspects too, right? Because when you're in a toxic environment, you like disown those self-care aspects, right? Like doing your hair, doing your nails and like taking care of your skin or, you know, I'll say going shopping and looking nice. Right. Because that person or whoever in that relation make you feel like you're just a blimp on the wall, that you don't, you're nothing. So you don't want to express um, your amazingness by performing those self-care aspects. Right. So I'll say too, another way to like bring for a positivity in your life is taking care of your, your body. Right. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're unhealthy, get healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And take care of your skin. If you feel like your skin is, it's just not, not the move right now, get clear skin. You know, remember we all used to be watching those commercials for proactive. I was on proactive, right? Neutrogena too, right? No, it's proactive, <laughs> right? Now, so it's like if acne is your issue, take care of it. Like if scars is your issue, take care of it. And what's greatest thing is there's so much information out there now. We have more access than we did years ago, right? Like you go to YouTube, you find everything. YouTube you find University. there's dermatologists on YouTube. Have YouTube channels? They tell you about different tips you can um, do to like take care of your your skin. There's doctors on it, help you take care of your body, be healthy. Right. Exercises. There's so much you could do, you know, to, and then there's people that recommend books, those kind of things. Right. Yeah. So there's ways you can take care of yourself as well and align with your goals, like what Alex said too. Right. 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 So you can just really boost you up and just 
be like just feel happy in you like you know feel great and have joy in like yourself right 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 you got it sis you got it you got it um i I, everything just comes back together full circle so that's why i just you know i don't enjoy the topic because you know i don't like thinking about like it but it's reality you know toxic relationships are out there you know i don't like to think about it but it is out there so it's not something that you know you can avoid but you know having a roadmap or having an idea of how to avoid it is always good um Something else I wanted to touch on just topic wise was just truly like in toxic, you know, relationship, again, work relationship, you know, friendship, and but mainly, you know, in a romantic one is controlling behavior. Um, that's a really big one that um, people, the, the, the challenge with that one is people grow up typically like that. So if you come from like a, a controlling household, which all households in essence are controlling, but like controlling to the point where you do everything to the T of the, you know, um, the older person or the other party. Right. And then that starts to translate into other relationships. That's what's a key thing to avoid. Right. Um, telling you what to wear, not, Oh, you know, maybe you should put this combo together. Like, no, I don't want you wearing, you know, um, yellow. <laughs> no, I mean, color is a big thing. Right. But- it's like, ew, yellow, does not match me when I stand next to you. Don't wear yellow. Right. Don't wear blue. You only wear reds and whites. It's like weird. <laughs> and you have situations like that. Yeah. Right. Or even like, you know, men, you know, when with women, you know, if the woman is uh let's say, I guess what's a curvaceous, if you will, and the guy is saying, like, oh, I want you only to wear like, you know, men clothes where it look baggy, nobody can see everything. <laughs> like that's a real thing though. Say wear long dresses only. I only want to see your toes, girl. I don't want to see your ankles. Don't show no wrist. If your wrist is showing, get me upset. Yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. That you have that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, hold up. But they tell you you can only um be out at a certain time. Like you got a whole curfew <laughs> in the relationship. Like you can't be hanging out with like this friend because I don't like her and it's like why you don't like her because I just don't like her you know or like they just like pull you away from your family you have those situations as well they don't want you to be around your family or your friends and they just only want you to be around them they're always calling up your phone if you're out for too long and it's like didn't you say you at the grocery store and it's like my ping said that you went stopped at the pharmacy um yes because we needed band-aids is that okay (laughs) it's like no, I sent you to grocery store. Come back to home after that. Yeah. And the, it's like, one. right? Because <laughs> you know, with iPhones, you can you see the location. <laughs> They're watching and hawking you hardcore, and it's it's sad to say you have those situations. Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate on that though. Some <laughs> people like to be controlled. Some people want that. Oh yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. For their life, I don't know. I'm not that person. I'm very like I'm just I'm just a happy floater, and I just don't. Even at work, they're like, "You're this, you're like that, your person is like this." What's your zodiac sign? I'm like, "Don't put me in a box because I don't want to be placed mm. in a box." You know what I'm saying? But right. people enjoy that. Um, I think my biggest point on that is if it don't bring you peace, you shouldn't be in it. That doesn't bring me peace. Being controlled is not what I want. I want somebody who I can understand and they can understand me or we work on understanding each other or have an understanding. 
So to mm-hmm. try to control me, no. And me try to control you, not going to happen. So you trying to control me is not going to bring me peace. So it's just not going to work. <laughs> like, so I don't know. <laughs> but controlling is a very interesting topic because, like I said, some people, they like that. Some people are into that. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. I guess what you would say with that then is the level of control, right? Mm-hmm. Some people may like the control, but it's like, okay, if the level is a little bit too intense, then mm-hmm. that may not be the best environment for you to be able to, you know, be expressive and be able to be comfortable. Yeah. When it's just overbearingly controlling, like like those yeah. things that, that we talked about earlier, where it's like you you literally can't do nothing without the person saying, like, you do it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a little bit much. You know, like they want you to be a certain person all the time. And it's not even your, that's not even who you are, but they want you to fit that box yeah. to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. I have a prime example of controlling like a friendship. Like I'm the type of person who I'm very welcoming to everyone. Like, I don't care who you are, what you are. Like, if you are around, I'm going to show you love because that's just who I am and what I do. But there are friends who are jealous friends or who don't want you to hang out with other friends. Like, well, what you're not going to do is hang out with so-and-so because you my friend and da 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 I don't like that. That's controlling. Mm-hmm. Man, my mama don't yeah. even tell me who to be friends or not friends with. My mama would tell me, be careful with that person. But she's not going right. to tell me, don't be that person's friend. If my mama can't tell me yeah. who to be friends with, what makes you think I can't be friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's control in, in different aspects, not even just romantic, but there's people who want to control you. You don't tell me who I can and can't hang out with. That's another form of control. Yeah. This ain't going to work, sweetie, because if I want to be friends with that person, I'm going to be friends with that person. That person ain't did nothing to me. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's weird. It's like, who made you governor? Hello? Right. Do you not know I'm the queen of my own palace? Okay. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> yep. But it's true. It's like, why are you dictating all this? Ass- even anyone's weird too. Even jobs are like that. They tell you, listen, you you got to sign this form that you can't work at another law firm for the next five years because of a competition thing. Like, no compete clause? No compete clause. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do anything else because of that, or you are not allowed to be in any business outside of work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. There are a lot of jobs like that. that yeah. They, they have they you sign legally binding contracts that says you yeah. can't do anything outside of work. That's crazy. Yeah. Or that. you can't have a business outside of work. It's like, wow. So you're telling me you're controlling me after I clock out of work. Mm-hmm. I'm still under your control. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Wow. Good, good one. Yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. <laughs> so hold on there, hold on there, partner, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, so I know for me, like, we have a little control um, in our relationship, but as when it comes to finances, because I am a recovering shopaholic. Every day. <laughs> I have recovered, okay? So, you know, recovered, recovering. Sometimes it teeter-totters between the two. Yeah. <laughs> in between sessions. So, um, Kamar is the one that more deals with the finances, right? Minister of finance. He's the minister of finance. He'll say, hey, you know, we're not buying that today. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we can buy it next time, but not today. 
And then so he controls in that aspect of when the finances because sometimes how I used to be every day, if I see something nice, I'm buying it. That's it. I'm buying it. And I'll come home with a bag every day. And that's not good when you are adulting and you got bills to pay, <laughs> got other things to do. Yeah, you can't be shopping all the time. So um, definitely Kumar helped me understand that because, you know, I didn't, I just wanted to spend it. If I got money, I want to spend it. Um, so he helped me in that aspect to just be more chill with the finances. And then I realized too, a lot of the stuff I see today, it comes back the next couple of months where I see it again, that same item the following year. So it's like, am I really missing out? If I don't buy it today, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. So he's helping me save a lot. Helping you save a lot. Helping me save a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, y'all make me happy. And I want to go ahead and give y'all y'all flowers because to see a good, healthy relationship is so refreshing. You know what I'm saying? And this is what a partnership is. Your partnership is supposed to help lift you up. Your partner is supposed to help lift you up. This is what you need. Like, Nobody said marriage is easy because trust me, I know I don't, I'm not even married yet. Relationships mm. are not easy. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about toxic right. relationships. Nothing in this earth comes easy. So like to see a marriage that's working and healthy, it's good to see. It's refreshing. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you guys deposit and are a blessing to other people who are in their journey of relationship, potentially marriage and, and figuring out and navigating relationships in life so important because what you guys just said is huge like this is what a partnership is about I'm very used to being single I've been in relationships I've been you know I'm not married yet because I'm still trying to figure out what works best for me so in figuring out myself I I had to move to another level of or dimension to learn how to figure out from me to we and it's not an easy and smooth transition because I'm 31 years old. I spent 31 years old working on myself with nobody else. So to move into a relationship, I have to unlearn some things and relearn some things. Just like if you have a roommate, if you're used to living with yourself and you now live with a roommate, you're going to have to learn how to adjust. It's an adjustment. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's true. Everything that you said. Yeah, yeah. And and thank you so much. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> thank you so much for, for that. We you know, we appreciate it. You know, we you know sorry, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm gonna say it. I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm gonna say it. So, no 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 okay. come on, why would I do that? Um <laughs> we are yes, in essence a married couple, um married seven years going on eight years this year, um married again at twenty one. Um gone through a lot of trials and tribulations, overcome a lot of challenges. You know, we just use our experiences to always give others, you know, one, that hope. Because when you got married at 21, you don't hear a lot of people getting married at 21. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's that. And then two, some of the challenges that we went through, you know, we we aren't any, we, you know, we're not experts. You know, we just been around and been hurt a couple of times. <laughs> see, see, I, I didn't say it directly, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that's all it is, just learning from our experiences. And then obviously when we interview some other couples and singles, learning from their experiences just to, you know, create and and have your own solid experience. So just all in all, thank you, Alex. I appreciate, you know, the, the, the blessing sure. there, you know. Definitely received warmly and highly, highly and warmly received. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Um, another thing I'll be 
I want to talk about as well is when you're in those kind of toxic relationships, you're you're sitting in it and you're hoping for change, right? Mm-hmm. You're hoping that today is going to be better than it was yesterday. Then, then today passed tomorrow. It's going to be better than it was yesterday. Right. You know, and you keep hoping and hoping that things will change and years go by and it's like nothing changed. So it's like, do you want to stay in that unhappiness? Right. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to like, you know, it's going to, you're scared, you're nervous, you're fearful. Like this person hasn't been a provider for me this whole time. You know, I may have a job myself, but it's not enough for me to provide for myself. But you're still, there's still hope for you. You can leave that toxic relationship and find your independence, you know, so you can be able to provide for yourself and be with someone that can attend to your needs, you know, not you just only being the one serving the person, being the only one catering to that other person, that you get to receive that too now when you remove yourself from that toxic relationship, whether it's friends, sometimes family you know, or your intimate relationship, but you got to want to make that change. You know, you can't, someone can tell you like, Hey girl or guy, dude, like you got to get out of there, man. Save yourself, you know, save yourself. But it's like, you got to want to save yourself, you know, and you got to make that decision. It's hard, but you got to make it. Right. I think people should also reach out for help. Like, um, I don't know, um, like therapy. It doesn't always have to be a friend or family member if you don't feel comfortable. A neutral person like a therapist can help you get through whatever you're going through. Um, whether it's faith, friends, family, therapy, don't, I don't feel, I feel like people can also isolate themselves in toxic relationships and feel like no one will understand or or they're they're fighting a battle by themselves but sometimes you got to look and see your situation and reach out to somebody for some help because you're not alone there's people who've been in toxic relationships us included who can guide and you know give you advice so never go through anything alone know that there's resources out there right right no absolutely you know always reaching out and especially in the uh the black community you know it's it's now it's something of of more importance, which I, I can appreciate, but previously, you know, seeking that kind of help, whether it was therapy or anything, wasn't always something that was highlighted or emphasized. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's a shift where, um, you know, black men, black women can also just know that don't worry about being judged, you know, get the help that you need, regardless of what it may be. Um, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's definitely, really definitely so. Like, seek the help and when you get the help, receive the help. Oh, yeah. You know, and if someone is offering you help, take the help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, don't just shun it away or, um, or you know, shove them away, basically. Right, right. So, you know, um, this has been very good. This has been very good um, in a different way because my, my catchphrase is always, you know, my cup runneth over. Um, so just thank you for, for, for coming through with us, Alex, and giving us a lot of your mindset. Um, before we close it down completely, um, I think I just want to do a quick, you know, round table, well, round, round circles, round table, um, you know, just final thought or final point with, you know, the topic, you know, toxic relationships and, you know, maybe that lasting tip that we would want to give to anybody listening or watching uh, right now. So um, you want to 
Yeah, I only want to say is to anyone out there, just if you're unsure if you're in a toxic relationship, you know, like what Alex says, seek an outsider that can be unbiased, non-judgmental, you know, may not be family, may not be friend, but someone that you can turn to. It could be a therapist or a counselor, someone, you know, that can like basically lay out those signs to you. And then if them signs and them boxes is checking off, honey, you may be in a toxic relationship, you know, and they can help you and guide you through that and show you ways you can overcome it. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, you know, same as DNA, but if you're unsure and, and you don't even want to go that route of asking somebody else, you know, I don't want to say like set a trap, but, you know, kind of bait it out there, right? You know, put a, put a situation where, you know, you would really see somebody for their true colors. Like, oh my God, so-and-so happened. Like, I need your help. And if they're kind of like, oh, I got you and later, like, you know, obviously understand where they're coming from. If they have, you know, their opposing party has something else going on. But, you know, it's always okay to, to set a bait. You know, I, I did a, a baiting uh, experiment the other day where, you know, it was a test to see if, you know, something was going to happen. And somebody gave their word like, yeah, 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 I'm going to make this move. I'm going to make this move. And when the time came, weeks later, they still never made that move. And I was like, my test has been failed. You wasn't supposed to. F- well, I don't know if they passed or failed. I, I guess both. But No, you got reassurance. So. All right, there you go. Reassurance. They reassured me with the test. So whatever. But sometimes even if you have to bait them up um, in terms of like in a direction, that's also something that you could do. But, you know, never put it past anybody to be, you know, like this is this person would never be this type of way. Any and everybody can be toxic in any type of way. So, you know, never be what's the word I want to use? Like delusional. Yeah. Be more aware. And then you start to notice these things when you're more aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my huge one, um, and this is one, I don't know if I mentioned this before. If it doesn't bring you peace, I'm going to cut it out. The older I get, I realize that like some things come naturally and other things don't. And if it doesn't bring you peace, you should definitely reevaluate it. If it requires prayer or reaching out to other people, whatever it is, if it doesn't bring you peace, if it brings you anxiety, if you feel like your mental's off, if you feel like you just are replaying arguments in your head all the time and you're more irritable, that's affecting your mental. Um, so mm-hmm. if it's not bringing you peace. That's a battle that you can cut out. And there's somebody who can bring you peace and lift you up. So right. if they don't bring you peace, cut it out. That's a hashtag right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely agree with that. hundred percent. Well, yeah. again, I know I said it before, but thank you again, Alex, for coming on with us. You know, we truly appreciate it. We just thank you for your time. Um, for those listening, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to any and everything that has Alex's name on it because this woman is on fire. Yes. You heard? And if a tour is near you, go buy a ticket, you know, and just show up and show out, okay? Yes. And maybe sidebar, you may see us there. So. Yeah, you know but, I mean? yeah, we come to New York, you know, we here. Oh, forget that. Even if she's down there, you know, it's on like a two-hour drive. Right. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So thank you so much, Alex. You know, we appreciate having you on with us. And to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed. Yes. Be well. <laughs>